situation. He took a pinch in the back. He got beamed for crying out loud. We used heart attack. Lee. Managers on a major league baseball team don't make decisions. Credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job. Was it over with the Bond Pearl Harbor? The castration of the major league baseball managers, we know it. Ask me about my win. I'm old enough to remember when the Big East used to be a huge draw and teams in the Big East extended beyond just the thoughts of the old UConn teams, the old Syracuse teams. There was some prominence in there and the dominant teams like Georgetown and St. John's were every year NCAA tournament contenders. And obviously we've fallen from that a long way. And it kind of culminates in this week when we hear about both St. John's and Georgetown making some aggressive moves when it comes to their next coaching hires. Now, St. John's hires Rick Pitino from Iona, who was there for the past three seasons. And Iona got back to the NCAA tournament. They were there two of the last three years. You know, Rick Pitino is already in the Hall of Fame. He's taken three different teams, at Louisville, Kentucky, and I forgot what the other, oh, uh, Providence, all to the Final Four. So the expectation is that St. John's, hopefully, for their own sake, is going to get back on track. And you wonder, you know, Mike Anderson's filing a lawsuit. He thinks he was, uh, un, I don't know, unrightly fired. They say it's for cause. They say it's not for cause. I don't think that's really that important. But that being said, you know, the hope, and I'm sure when Rick Patino gets introduced as the head coach of the St. John's Red Storm, it, it should be that the good things are on the way, that the program should have some prominence restored. And it's just weird looking at St. John's for all these years and wondering, you know, why are they not in the NCAA tournament? You know, where is their recruiting gone to where a very dominant men's basketball program is kind of forgotten about? And let's uh, and let's be real. If St. John's was playing good basketball, if they were in the NCAA tournament year after year, I, I believe the fans would start to come out. The alumni, which they have a very proud group of alumni, would, would certainly make a big deal and sit up in the front row and support the squad. And obviously you have Georgetown. Georgetown you know, has, won, has won national championships before, but hasn't had a lot of success since the likes of John Thompson. You know, the, the first John Thompson, not his son. And Patrick Ewing being let go after six seasons there. You know, seemed like it was a homecoming. You know, he ends up coming back. You know, they replace him with Ed Cooley, and Ed Cooley's got the Providence squad in the NCAA tournament two years in a row. You know, playing good basketball in the Big East, while Georgetown and St. John's isn't. But, you know, I, I, I look at what used to be such a proud conference, and a lot of people say it's because Syracuse left. It's because UConn left. It's it's because fix, you fixed your schools like St. John's and Georgetown, have fallen, at least from a college basketball standpoint, on such hard times. You know, and as you think about the tournament, 
this year, obviously a lot of attention is going to go to Fairleigh Dickinson, and I think they deserve a ton of credit for winning the game against Purdue. Um, it needs to be understood that Fairleigh Dickinson was the luckiest team in the world to be in the tournament. Now, does that mean that they didn't deserve to be in the tournament? Well, from the technicality that they made it meant that they deserved to be there. Now, it's because of you know Miramac and a weird rule they have in the NCAA that if a team is going from a Division II school to a Division I, they're ineligible for the postseason for a couple of years. That shouldn't be a fact. That shouldn't be the reality, but they beat Fairleigh Dickinson in the championship game, so they should have gotten the automatic bid in the tournament. Fairleigh Dickinson loses their conference championship, which was there for an automatic bid. They were not going to be an at-large team. They weren't getting in the tournament if if they didn't win that game, but they did because the team that they that beat them was ineligible, so they should not have even been in the tournament. And then obviously you give the players all the credit in the world who all go out there and they play hard and they, they beat a, at one point ranked number one in the country Purdue team. Now, I started thinking about well, you know, where does this rank in regards to the biggest upsets in sports history? Because I don't think, I don't think we spend a lot of time talking about this. Now, to me... It's going to be hard to match Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson. Because I'm old enough to remember, I said I'm old enough to remember the Big East when St. John's and Georgetown were, were, were the cream of the crop. I'm old enough to remember just the shock that stood out when really the unexpected Buster Douglas, a not-known fighter, a really somebody that you're wondering why he even got a chance at the heavyweight title. You know, he was good, but he certainly wasn't somebody that realistically could have been expected to take the title away from Iron Mike Tyson. And he he beat him. You know, a lot of people say, hey, in 2018, you know, the Maryland-Baltimore County beats Virginia. The 16th seed beats the one. That might have been the biggest upset in history. To me, you're throwing a different level on it when you're talking about FDU beating Purdue. Because FDU is not even supposed to be in a tournament. And listen, I get it. You could talk about Super Bowls. You could talk about the Giants in 2008 beating the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl. You could talk about the Jets in Super Bowl three beating the Baltimore Colts and maybe perhaps saving the American Football League. And you could talk about Appalachian State beating Michigan in 2007. You know, maybe if you're, you're a soccer fan, Premier League, Leicester City winning. People that are a little older than me will talk about the 1980 U.S. hockey team in the Olympics beating the Soviet Union. And if you're watching, what other upsets kind of stick in your mind? To me, I have a hard time putting a lot in the same category as FDU beating Purdue. Now, Tyson Douglas is right up there. And I might even say that Douglas beating Tyson may be the biggest upset in all sports history. 
The other one I want to talk about is the 1914 Boston Braves, which I brought up on this show before. A World Series that, by the way, media coverage was not as strong as it is now, was not as strong as it would be five years later covering the 1919 Black Sox. So what am I getting at? There's a chance that the 1914 World Series was not played on a level. The Philadelphia Athletics players upset over their salaries. Connie Mack didn't want to pay his players within about a year or two. He traded all the star players away by 1916. The Philadelphia Athletics had one of the worst teams in baseball history. The players were upset at Connie Mack. There's a chance that they may have tanked it. They may have not played the 1914 World Series on a level. That being said, there was no team in World Series history to that point that had less of a chance to win than the Boston Braves. Now, some gamblers on the side might have made a lot of money, but there was no bigger upset to me, at least in baseball history. Forget about the 69 Mets. Forget about the 1990 Reds, the Dodgers of 88, whatever team you want to talk about and say that team had no business winning the World Series. There was no team that was a bigger upset winning the World Series than the 1914 Boston Braves. Now, you know, want to jump into what I want to call this day in sports history, but we call it saving sports history. And I'm excited about the segment that we're going to do today because there's a lot of different things that I want to talk about, a lot of different names I want to throw in there, a lot of different things that happened on this day, the 21st day of March 2023. But, you know, congratulations to Japan getting to the finals of the World Baseball Classic where they're going to be playing at the United States. A lot of people are either really into the World Baseball Classic or they're really against it. You know, talking about injuries, you know, Edwin Diaz gets hurt during celebration. And uh, listen, the World Baseball Classic means so much more to the players that are in it than it does the John Q. Baseball fan. And, you know, John Q. Baseball fan sometimes jumps on the bandwagon of the players and says, hey, I'm the spokesperson for the players. And those are the fans that are probably the most outgoing and outspoken about what the World Baseball Classic means. I've spoken on the other show, the last show I did, about maybe changing the timing of it. Maybe give it a little bit of its own spotlight. So the players that are preparing can play can prepare, prepare for just that. And I know they're saying that. It's kind of like a backhanded uh, comment. Yeah, we're preparing for this, but we're also preparing for the MLB season. And when they're in the World Baseball Classic, they're going to say, yes, it's all about their country. But... And in reality, they're preparing for their paid jobs, which is to compete and try to win a World Series championship. So it's kind of something that they're balancing, perhaps if it's done later on after the season, kind of like the XFL jumping in right after the Super Bowl. You get a little more Super Bowl for a little longer period of time. Like I said, baseball fans, they're going to be watching spring training anyway. It's not like you're getting new fans that aren't going to be watching baseball at all. All of a sudden, they're tuning in to World Baseball Classic. It's a lateral move. They're going to be watching spring training. Oh, wait, the World Baseball Classic's on. So maybe they end up watching that, too. So we've talked a little bit about biggest upsets in sports history, a little bit about maybe saving St. John's. Is Rick Pitino the right answer to finally get St. John's in the right direction? From a recruiting standpoint, you know he can do it. And I'm, I'm glad to see Patino, who, you know, had a, one of his NCAA championships vacated because of stupid bullshit. You know, I, I like to see 
second chances be being given for those that have been canceled by the public. And Rick Pitino was at one point canceled. I'm glad he has a chance to run a solid national program again. So as we jump into saving sports history, the 21st day of March 2023, back in 1941, Joe Lewis KOs Abe Simon in the 13th round to re retain his heavyweight championship. 1946, Kenny Washington is signed by the Los Angeles Rams as the first black player in the National Football League since 1933. 1948, Patty Bird wins the fourth, fourth title, her fourth title holder's title. In 1953, a bizarre playoff game with the Syracuse National, the Syracuse, yeah, the Syracuse, uh, I believe it's the Syracuse Nationals. And going up there against the Boston Celtics, what stands out about this, which I think is incredible, 106 total fouls in this game. 10 players play for the Syracuse team. Seven of them fouled out. 12 players foul out of the game all together. Now, Syracuse has to go back to two players that fouled out already. Red Roca and Al Servi are back in the game. Servi actually picks up a seventh foul, something that is unprecedented. But if you only have 10 players, you need to finish the game. You have to have five players on the court. Uh, it's unbelievable that 12 players in one game could foul out. The officials, by the way, Charlie Ekman and Arnie Heth, you know, should have been, a, I don't know, you know, was it really that physical of a game where every one of those, did every one of those fouls deserve to be called? 1959, California beats West Virginia for the NCAA championship. Jerry West is the MVP. 1961, Art Modell buys the Cleveland Browns from Paul Brown for at a time record sum of $3.925 million dollars. UCLA in 1964 wins their first national championship. 98 to 83 over Duke. They finish an undefeated season. In 1970, they win their fourth straight NCAA championship with an 80-69 win over Jacksonville. In 1978, Alvin Dark becomes the second major league manager in the history of the sport to be fired during spring training when he's let go by the San Diego Padres. The first was Phil Cavaretta in 1954 with the Chicago Cubs. He was fired for simply telling his his boss he didn't think the Cubs were going to win the World Series this year. And you know what? They didn't. In 1985, Arthur Ashe is inducted into the Tennis Hall of Fame. 1991, because I love to talk about the Quebec Nordiques, Ron Tugnut had an NHL record 70 saves in a game that the team did not win for the Nordiques as he saved 70 out of the 73 shots on goal. In 1994, Wayne Gretzky tied Gordie Howe with his 801st NHL goal. 2019, Ichiro played in his last game for the Seattle Mariners. He had a brief comeback to play a couple games in Japan as the Mariners were opening the season there against the Oakland Athletics. He is the all-time hits leader, 4,367. Uh, nobody in the history of baseball has ever had more hits. Pete Rose is the American baseball all-time hits leader, 
by the way, belongs in the Hall of Fame. I'll spend all day talking about that. Births on this day, Hall of Fame football coach Tom Flores was born on this day in 1937. Uh, former Major League Baseball outfielder Tommy Davis was born on this day in 1939. He passed away in 2022. Uh, race car driver Ayrton Senna was born on this day in 1960. Tragically, he died in 1994. And a football player known as AP. Adrian Peterson was born on this day in 1985. 1975, we lost Ducky Medwick, Baseball Hall of Famer. Uh, Ed Roush, who was part of the Reds World Series Championship in 1919. Like I said, the most disrespected World Series champion of all time. Everybody talks about the team that lost. Nobody gives a shit about the team that won their first World Series Championship. So, you know, Ed Roush, a key member of that World Series championship team, passed away on this day in 1988. And Pro Football Hall of Famer Chuck Bednarik died on this day in 2015. This is the Passball Show brought to you by JohnPielli.com, by St. Alwish's Church in Jackson, New Jersey, by Two Ways, One Passion Food Truck located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Just a reminder, you can check out the Passball Show, my 30 to 1 MLB Countdown previews, which I'm doing for the rest of the month. They'll be up there on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, of course, videos, on YouTube. We'll be back with another episode of the Passball Show coming soon. God bless you, and as always, I'll see you on the other side. Chris Bryant was on the Chicago Cubs roster opening day. I have many leather-bound books. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. Why don't you give it all or a majority of it to the team that wins the freaking World Series? I was going to listen to that, but then I just carried on in my life. I may come out as the biggest Major League Baseball manager apologist. That'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Because hitters are going out there saying, I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm going to strike out. And if I don't get a pitch that I feel like I could drive out of the park. I was supposed to be here today. Especially prospect whores and hoarders are going to be a little pissed off at me when I say this. I'm a dude playing the dude disguises another dude. There are only two managers in baseball's Hall of Fame who have losing records. One of them is the iconic Connie Mack, who you could say, in spite of winning five World Series championships as a manager, could be in as much as a pioneer. And what side of the spectrum they're on? Were they pitching? Were they batting? If your favorite team was pitching and a ball got inside and hit a batter, there's no way it could have been on purpose. But if you were a fan of the team that was batting and a ball got inside and hit somebody or went behind somebody's head, absolutely 100% unequivocally, that pitcher was throwing at They put their tail between their legs and decided they're going to do exactly what they're told. You damn well right better give him a contract extension. You damn well right better make him the manager over the next series of years. 35 years ago, I could have loaned your parents the money for an abortion.